Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 what up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. And make sure you tell a friend, share the show if you like it. I know you like it, so share the damn show. And make sure you find us wherever you find your podcasts, but most exclusively, the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-B dot com. And then, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, um, wherever else you, you listen to stuff, that's where we're going to be at. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the boards, engineering, producing. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, uh, Reg. Uh, as we kind of talked about in pre-production meeting, I don't know if the listeners know this, but I play competitive pinball, and tonight is uh, week seven of eight, and I am in the third division. I need to work my way up. Oh, damn. <laughs> Kevin, you out here in the playoffs? You, you almost in the playoffs, huh? Well, almost in the playoffs. Two weeks away. <laughs> okay, okay. Is, now, is, is there money involved in this there thing? There is money involved. 500 to first place, 200, or 250 to second, and 100 to third. Oh, man, look at you. Okay, we sending out good vibes to our man Kevin. Let's get that pinball win. Let's do it. But this week, of course, we got to talk about the latest from Kyrie Irving and the Nets situation and why the hell people in the world are caping so hard for this dude. We're going to give you some Reggie's picks. But first up. So, Kevin, as you know and all the listeners know, uh, the name of this show is called I'm Probably Right, right? Um, I call it I'm Probably Right because usually I'm right. But as one of our former guests, Jay Lee, came on and said, he loves the idea that the show is named I'm Probably Right because that means I could be wrong sometimes. It's not often, but sometimes I am wrong and I'm willing to come out and say when I'm wrong, which somebody else in the news isn't willing to do and we'll talk about that later. But I digress. I was wrong about the Lakers. And I won't say I was 100%. Let's just say I was wrong-ish. Okay? <laughs> wrong-ish. Because initially, I was right about the Lakers. When they got LeBron James, I said they're going to win a championship. Uh, when they got Dwight, when they got Anthony uh, Davis, I said for sure they're winning the championship. When they brought Dwight Howard in and they had the best back, I mean, front court in the NBA, I said, oh my God, they're winning a championship. And they did those things. But where I was wrong is when they got Russell Westbrook, I thought that LeBron James could make the magic happen and Westbrook would kowtow to LeBron and turn into, you know, this team. They would stop shooting threes and turn the league around and people would stop falling in love with the three-pointer and they would just kill everybody in the paint. I was wrong about that. And why was I wrong? I was wrong. Because I did not foresee, and really, I mean, I guess I should have seen it, but I didn't take into account that Father Time was going to eventually catch up to LeBron James. I mean, he's whooping Father Time's ass in these commercials, but boy, on the court, it ain't happening that way. And it doesn't, it, you know, to the, to, to the average eye, it wouldn't look like that, right? Because if you just watch, if you read the stat line, it looks like LeBron is still balling. He's scoring 30 points. I mean, last night when they played against, um, they played the Clippers, who who, ha- who happened to have owned the Lakers for like the past five, six years. It's insane. The Clippers are actually owning the Lakers. He put up 30 points, eight rebounds, three assists. But 
you didn't even know he did it. I, I literally was watching the game, and I remember watching and thinking, like, is LeBron even playing? And then he went out with an injury. And this is just what it has become. I mean, that dude has missed games every season he's been here with the Lakers. And why has he missed games? He's in year 20. There was there was like a there was a a, a tweet from KCP the other day, uh, you know, uh Contavious Caldwell Pope. We used to play for the Lakers. He's like, I just don't see that spark in LeBron's eyes no more. It just looks different. I don't know. You know, maybe you I hope he gets it back. How you hope he's gonna get it back? Old people don't get the damn spark back. The spark is gone. The light goes out. They just trying to keep they just trying to keep the light from going all the way out. The light is just dimming. LeBron James ain't LeBron James of five years ago. He ain't LeBron James of 10 years ago. And that is the crux of why the hate is so ridiculous for this dude, because people still expect him to be superhuman when he's just a human who has done super things. Defying the odds at every turn, you know, being cho the chosen one on Sports Illustrated and actually turning into it, not having any pitfalls or anything befall him so that he couldn't live up to the promise he is the dude who was hiked all the way to the ceiling and he met it and succeeded it right crazy we don't ever see that in our in sports we don't even see that in life but that dude did that and that's why it's so it's so hard to watch these lakers because all good things come to an end and lebron is at the end of a storied career but he's still putting up numbers, but it ain't LeBron. This ain't the LeBron that could carry a team. That could, you show up and you're just an automatic title contender because he's there. This ain't the LeBron that could put Anthony Davis on his back when Anthony Davis should be the one putting the rest of the team on his back. But the problem with Anthony Davis is he got a bad back. <laughs> you can't put nobody on a bad back because the back is going to break. The back, his back is going to break, man. And you can watch him out on the floor. He just don't look like the same. We've seen the best of Anthony Davis. He's not going to ascend from here. He's injury prone. He's He keeps getting injured. And now he's injured to the point where he's injured and the team and dudes are trying to treat him like he's some kind of punk. So they're not taking his injury serious when they should definitely be taking these injuries serious because that dude is on there. They've paid this dude buku dollars. He fell on his back, I think, like the second game of the season, and everybody was like, man, get up. You should get up. Get up. You, you all right. You'll be all right. No, he was, He fell on his back really hard. He should have went to the locker room. But instead, Anthony Davis listening to all y'all out there on Twitter land jibber-jabbering and talking about he's street clothes and he's soft, and so the dude going to sit there and play through it. And now you see him in every game walking around slow, barely having any energy or passion out there because the dude is hurt, but he's trying to play because y'all keep calling him soft. And then they got Russell Westbrook with this massive contract, right? Massive contract. They got it. He's, he's, of course, he was going to opt in and take the money. And it was never really his fault. They brought this dude in. He wasn't going to change what he's done for, what, 13, 14 years in the NBA? This is who this dude is. He wasn't going to, the, the zebra wasn't going to change his stripes. This man was coming in here and going to keep playing the way he's played his whole life because why wouldn't I? I've been one of the greatest players of all time doing what I do. The man has never been able to shoot a jumper, but all of a sudden he gets over here and we expect him to be a spot up shooter. No, that wasn't going to happen. 
And I never wanted LeBron here. If if, if we go back and then you guys can listen to the, to the previous podcast, if you know me all outside the podcast, you know, I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. But when they were going to trade for him and bring him to the Lakers, I said, please don't do this because it's a no-win situation for LeBron. Unless he comes here and wins multiple championships, they got one, but he needs to win multiple championships to make this thing actually be something that people could care about and value. And all they've gotten is one championship and one more trip to the playoffs where they lost in the first round in the five years he's been here. I guess one chip in five years is more than, I mean, most people in the league can say, but not when you're the Lakers, when you got this story, this history, you want more than that. And LeBron wasn't able to deliver that. And I did not want him to come here because you're following in the footsteps of Kobe, which LeBron is a better basketball player than Kobe Bryant ever was. But Kobe Bryant was was of this. He was drafted here, grew up here, stayed here through the lean times when, when Shaq left, brought him back to a championship. The dude is a legend here, and LeBron's coming into this dude's town. The, the Kobe fans were never going to stand for this. As long as LeBron won, everything would be cool. But as soon as they lose, it they're going to turn. They never wanted him here in the beginning, and they never liked him because most dudes who, who are real Kobe stands can't stand LeBron because everybody's always putting LeBron over Kobe, rightfully so. But I would have rather seen the young dudes. I wanted to see Lonzo, Ingram, um, Randall. I wanted those, Josh Hart. I wanted all those guys to stay here and grow, and let's see what happens with them. But instead, we mortgaged everything away to get LeBron and then to get Anthony Davis because you got LeBron. You got to get him some pieces so he can win right away. And we did win, uh, you know, two years later. But now it's all downhill, and they've got there's no there's nothing they can do. They've got LeBron for this year and next year, right? They've got Anthony Davis for the next couple of years. Russell Westbrook is still is is got this year under the contract. They don't have a first round draft pick this year that they, that they own. It's the Pelicans. The next two draft pick, I mean, so they got twenty four, and even twenty four, that is uh, the 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 Pelicans have the rights to that one. Twenty five, the Lakers can get, right? So. What can they do? They can't tank, which they're they're two and nine right now with nothing on the horizon that says they're going to get better because they're still an old team. They can't tank for that Victor Mbaya guy, whoever that guy is, who I'm not really sold on, but at least you got to try to and find out if you're going to be sold on him because he's seven four and plays on the wing. But they can't get that guy. They can't tank for anything. They're playing for nothing and they're losing for nothing because they're not going to have this first round draft pick and they're just going deeper and deeper into the cellar. And it's just sad to watch. It sucks to watch. Especially because it's LeBron. And we're going to miss this dude when he's gone, man. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already watching him and like, damn, man, it's coming to an end. You could see Father Time up on him. He's not the same dude. But I just hope that he gets this scoring title this year. And I actually hope that LeBron just retires after this year. Retires with some, you know, looking like an all-star still. Not retiring like Jordan with the Wizards, you know, Magic coming in and out of retirement, trying to play again. Nah, LeBron, leave while you're still one of the best players in the game after 20 years. That'd be dope to me. But <laughs> ain't my career, ain't my money. So, <laughs> so he might be back next year to get that check. But we'll see. See you after the break. Ah. <sighs> 
Kevin, are you familiar with the term the wrong hill to die on? I have not heard that one. Never heard that term. Okay. No. So it comes from the military term um, of picking the right battle so that even if you lose, you still put a dent or you go down valiant, right, in defeat. It's 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 I'm going to go out on this one here because at least it gives me like a puncher's chance or we might be able to win this thing if I stand right here and fight for it. But the wrong heel is the one that you have no you're not going to win this thing. And that's what I'm seeing from people, especially black people. With Kyrie Irving right now. This is the wrong hill to die on. And I'm getting inundated with DMs. I got a, a buddy of mine, one of my best friends, going back and forth, talking to me about how Kyrie is being done dirty. And that somebody, some people in the media have started to call this buck breaking, right? And that's that's an old slave term where they used to break uh, black black slave black men slaves to make them do the slave owners bidding and they would do horrific things to these people they're using that term for Kyrie Irving okay we're calling we're saying they're buck breaking Kyrie Irving because they're asking him to apologize for being wrong Okay, let's we, we got to go through the timeline here because I think what happens is we have such a short term memory that we don't actually remember who Kyrie Irving is. Okay, first of all, the man said the Earth was flat. Okay, Kyrie Irving said the Earth was flat, and then did not back off of that for months and tried to say that he was. I can listen to both arguments. I can listen to people who say the earth is round. People who say the earth is flat. I'm just here for discussion. No, you're not. You're just being stupid. And then he finally apologized after months because he had, he said that science teachers were coming up to him and saying, now I have to reteach my whole syllabus. I have to reteach my whole class because of what you said. Yeah, because when you have 17 million followers, which Kyrie has on Instagram and 7 million on Twitter, the things you say kind of hold water. We, we would hope that it doesn't, but it does. Especially to young people who look, look up to this guy because they just think guys who have money and play basketball are the greatest things in the world. I remember being a young person, I thought the same way. They don't have the, the mind skills to think differently about this. So, first he was flat earth guy. And we talked about this last week. Where did he go after flat earth? He went to anti-vax. Of course he went to anti-vaxxer because that's where flat earth guys go. So he's an anti-vaxxer, which caused the Nets games. The Nets signed this man to a long-term contract to play basketball. And he decided not to get a vaccine that the rest of the team got because he didn't believe in the vaccine and what it would do for him. And he didn't, he wanted to be a voice for the voiceless. So the man didn't get the vaccine. While at the same time, going and visiting reservations, maskless, where he could be spreading, <laughs> spreading a virus during a pandemic. 
Okay? Missed games, didn't play in the couldn't play in the home games. They said, yo, we won't even have you here if you if you're gonna be a part-time player. The Nets started losing games. They bucked and brought him back. And that was the beginning of the end for them when they started allowing this to deduce. Hold up, even before that, when they signed Kyrie and then they fired their coach and brought in Steve Nash, guess what Kyrie said? We don't even need a coach. You know, sometimes I'll be the coach. KD can be the coach. You know, we're going to work this thing together. Red flag right there. So we got flat earther. Then he says they don't need a coach. Then he becomes the anti-vaxxer. And then the third thing that the anti-vaxxers do, because it's the, it's the, it's the flat earth anti-vaxxer playbook, is we share information on our social medias that isn't vetted, and we don't know exactly what it is, but it sounds cool, so we just go put that out there. Now, that's harmful enough when it's your neighbor sharing vaccination information that says that vaccines cause autism to children, which it does not. That's already a problem, but it's an even bigger problem when you got 17 million followers on IG and 7 million on Twitter. You can't say that. It's dangerous. So he tweets out this thing about Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrews to Negroes. It's a documentary that he didn't even watch because you know he didn't watch it because if he did watch it, he would not have shared this thing that was calling Jews the devil or, or comparing them to devils or calling them devils or saying that, you know, just Rollins, people have viewed this and said that it was anti-Semitic. If you actually watched this and, and heard that people called it anti-Semitic, Either you just don't give a damn and you believe what's in the movie because you tweeted and you shared it, or you didn't know what's in there and you shared it blindly, which we know was the case because then he came out and said, well, I just searched up uh, Yahweh and that was the first thing I saw and I just put it out there. No. And then when they said you're promoting this thing, he's like, I'm not promoting anything. I just put it on my post. Dog, anything you put on social media is a promotion. Anything you put out there is a promotion. It's on your page. People view it as that's what you're saying. You're speaking for this thing. You don't get to not have it represent you if you put it out there on your page. Your page represents you. So that happens. People call him on it. He won't He won't apologize and say that he's wrong. He tries to def deflate, I mean, de uh, deflect and say that, you know, I didn't make the, uh, the documentary. They gave him two chances at press conferences to talk about this and rehash it and apologize, and he would not do it. So now you got a dude who's flat earther, anti-vaxxer, conspiracy theorist sharer who won't apologize when they're wrong. If I took the name Kyrie Irving off of this and just put in Trump follower, you would believe it because this is the actions of the Trump people. This is the action of conspiracy theorists. They just do all this stuff, and even when they're wrong, they will not back off of it. And now, after he finally apologize the nets who have been fed up with this dude are like yo we're going to give you some stipulations before you can even come back to this team i'm guaranteeing they're doing this because they're trying to find a way so that they don't ever have to pay this guy again because they've been giving him money and they haven't gotten a win or they've got one playoff win from this kyrie irving deal one playoff win. They signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and all they've got to show for it is one playoff victory. Playoff round of victory. That's it. 
So they put up these, they bring up these stipulations that they need for him to be able to get back into the league, right? They say, we need you to issue a verbal apology and condemn the anti-Semitic film he shared. And and let's just take this one step further because I had to talk to a friend today and, and, and let him know. Yo, if anybody ever comes to you and asks you if you share anti-Semitic views or if you have anti-Semitic views, there is no pondering. There is no pontificating. There is no thinking. There is no, hmm, it's just no. It's right away, no. The same way as if anybody came up and was like, yo, do you think black people are terrible, right? You wouldn't want anybody else to be thinking about it or have to think for five or six days on whether or not they should actually say they're sorry for even being questioned about this, right? You'd want somebody to stand on it right away. Hell no, I don't believe this. Instead of trying to mince words and get around things because they don't want to look like they're being told what to do, which is another childlike quality. So they wanted to issue a verbal apology and condemn the anti-Semitic film he shared. That should be easy. He did apologize on his Instagram story, right? I mean, on his, on his Instagram. That's not enough. That's, that's Instagram, right? Share that apology on social media. They asked him to do that. Complete sensitivity trainings. Meet with Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community. Why would they want you to do that? Because that might show the 17 million IG followers and the 7 million Twitter followers that they shouldn't think the way that you thought a week ago. They should actually look at this because that's an optic. You're going to endorse anti-hate if you do that. That's a promotion that you'd be doing, Kyrie. Because you showed up, people will be there, there'll be cameras, there'll be video. It'll show that you don't have these views because most everything is about the optics. Meet with Cy, the owner of the Nets. How hard would that be, right? Well, Kyrie already skipped a couple meetings, didn't even respond to the dude when he was trying to reach out to him to talk to him while this whole thing was going on. Yeah, I just cut your checks, homie, and you don't want to speak to me. Make a 500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. I mean, I, I, it's not my money, so I can't speak on it. Now, now, here's the deal. People are acting like he's being emasculated. He's being told to do things that will make people feel better about the rise of Jewish hate that's going on in the world. Do, do you read the news? Do people see the news? Does Kyrie see the news where there's, there, there's a synagogue being blasted somewhere all the time? People are always on the, the, the Jewish hate is always on the rise. Always. It's been going. And, and the thing is, the dangerous thing is, is they've seen this before where Jewish people kind of just were we, we people didn't say anything. I mean, there was a little thing that happened back in the 40s and the 50s called the Holocaust. Right. Because most people saw something and didn't say nothing. That's why they're so up in arms and alarmed about it anytime it comes up, because they've been down that road. dog. You can't do that. And it should, and he did come out and say that he's sorry or whatever, right? He's sorry. Okay. But the problem is it took you too long to get to this conclusion. This should have been from Jump Street. And now we got people out here caping for Kyrie. So, oh, they're trying to break a black dude. We got to stand up for this. Well, where the hell were y'all standing up for black dudes when Colin Kaepernick was getting railroaded by the NFL for doing something that actually mattered? actually mattered took a knee during the anthem because 
black people were be black people and people of color were being mistreated by the justice system and by police. And y'all couldn't boycott, y'all couldn't not watch an NFL game, y'all couldn't do anything. But this is the hill you want to die on for the anti-vaxxer, flat earther, conspiracy theorist, sharer? Because they're asking him to do things that when people are wrong have to do? They're asking him to apologize? They're asking him to go meet with Jewish leaders? No, he shouldn't have to do that. And the real issue is, is people who fight against this are people who want to be able to act just like Kyrie. I want to be able to be wrong and not have to say I'm wrong. I want to be able to, to be defiant all the time because that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got to answer to nobody. Yes, you do. If you ain't cutting the checks, you answer to somebody. That's the way of the world. It's just, it's crazy to me that I'm seeing, I'm even having to argue or talk to anybody about this stuff because it never would have gotten to this if Kyrie Irving had just said he was sorry. He didn't know what the hell he was tweeting from jump. Right when they call you on it, just be wrong and this thing is over. Instead, we've got this whole thing blowing up and more and more what we're talking about is Kyrie Irving off the court than Kyrie Irving on the court. There was a dude last year who played, uh, I think it was last year or the year before last, he used to play for the Miami Heat, I believe. It was Miami Heat. Um, and he got caught playing online. I think he's, he was on Twitch and he was playing Call of Duty and he called somebody a Jewish, um, you know, a Jewish slight. Dude has never been back in the league since. But we want to be out here arguing like, oh, they're trying to take his career away. They're asking him to do some things so that he can get back to playing basketball. Because why? Because the dude is super talented. They want to have him back. But they also want to have him back doing things that show that he's willing to be a team player. That he's willing to denounce anti-Semitism. I don't understand. I will never understand anybody caping for this dude. Pick other causes. And I hate this whataboutism because that's exactly what the opposite side does. Whenever anybody, you know, you get you get the red and the blue people arguing back and forth, right? And you got the red, you got the, the blue blue talking about gun control, gun control. Then you get the red talking about, well, what about Chicago? That's always why do why why are we engaging in whataboutism? We don't need to do that. Let's focus on what's going on here. Well, how come it's on Amazon? Because it's on Amazon. And you like getting packages, so you ain't boycotting Amazon, so shut the hell up. Well, how come they ain't talking about Brett Favre like they talk about Kyrie? Because Brett Favre ain't played in the league in about 15 years. What you want to do? You want to see a whole episode of First Take about Brett Favre and the scandal in Mississippi? Dog, I'll turn that off in two minutes. I got the information. Brett Favre is a scum. He stole money from people in Mississippi. Hope the law deals with him. Now, show me the highlights from last night. You ain't trying to watch that. What are you going to do? They're going to have Brett Favre highlights from 1995 playing all day on first take while we talk about the dude stole some money? No. Kyrie Irving is now. He's playing right now. He's a superstar right now. People want to know, and they want to talk about this. That's why it's a big issue. Nobody give a damn. I know Brett Favre in, in Mississippi. You're like, yeah, it sucks. That's terrible. But don't what about that and, and try to turn it around. Hey, don't talk about Kyrie. Let's talk about this dude. No. Let's talk about this right here.
And if you want equality, it's not about having equality so we can all be jackasses and do dumb stuff. Well, white people get to do this all the time. How come Kyrie? No, because we should be holding them accountable too. So instead of turning the other cheek or turning your eye away and acting like it didn't happen, a la Colin Kaepernick when they kept him out the league and nobody wanted to boycott with him, do something. Instead of complaining about why they ain't talking about this person, why they ain't talking about that person. Because this is the dude that matters right now. Damn it, some of y'all make me sick. Reggie's picks after the break. Uh, uh, uh. Reggie's picks coming through. What you gonna do with all this money? You better give me some, because I am hungry. Hey, I was rhyming right off the top right there. Kevin, you hear that? I was, it was rhyming. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay, okay. Reggie's picks are here. I know you guys are upset with me, because last week, man, the Bills, come on. The Bills lost to the Jets, Kevin. Yep. Everybody in the world took the Bills. The Jets won that with horrible quarterback play. I don't understand. Yeah. You never know, man. Right this week. Any we, given you never Sunday. know. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. I sent your frustrations <laughs> because my wife and I are in the same uh, pick'em league, and she is riding a top with 69 overall picks to uh, week nine, and uh, I have 60. Um, like eighth oh, or ninth place. So maybe we should have her on and man. give us some of her picks. We should have her on and get some of her picks. But, boy, I know that's going to be hard for you coming home every night. Boy, she probably holds that over your head, don't she? Hey, what's up, Mr. 60? How you doing, 60? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so what we got? What we got? Let's, All right, let's we're going to do three. With, yeah, we're going to do three, three. three this week. Uh, so let's start off with uh, Minnesota at Buffalo. Buffalo is minus six and a half. Minnesota at Buffalo. Buffalo is minus six and a half. Now, Josh Allen hurt his elbow last week, right? Um, he did. He, you know, he was. It was like the the fourth quarter, of the last like three minutes, I think, of that game. He hurt his elbow, couldn't make the throws. Uh, I don't think he practiced today. I don't think he practiced yesterday. We're gonna see what happens with it. Minnesota is what seven and one? Are they seven and one? Yep, seven and one. And they're coming on the road to play the Bills. I think. This is a week that they might sit Josh Allen. And if they sit Josh Allen, even if they don't sit Josh Allen, I don't know about that six and a half because that's basically seven. And if he has a compromised arm, I think, Kevin, I got to go with the Vikings here because I just don't know. And I know that the Vikings, their main thing is going through the air and they got the receivers Buffalo's defensive backs are compromised right now, and Josh Allen's compromised. I'm taking the Vikings plus six and a half. Yeah. Agreed. That's what I'm taking. Well, hold on, hold on. Kevin, the line just moved, actually. Now it's Buffalo Bills three and a half. Ooh. Vikings plus three and a half. I'm definitely. Buffalo's got to pull that off. Yeah, taking the Buffalo Bills three and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three and a half. I gotta take Buffalo three and a half. Like I, I guess I got an old line here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, I think they just moved it because they're finding something out. But that also could mean that Josh Allen might be sitting when this line comes down even lower. So well, let's monitor that. If it's, I'm saying with Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota three and a half plus three and a half. That's it, Kevin. Next. All right. Let's go to Dallas at Green Bay. Green Bay getting five and a half points. Yeah, it's been a bad season. Aaron Rodgers just sounds worse and worse every time you hear him talk. The dude is out there mentioning that he's a defending MVP. And who the hell needs to tell people the MVP? 
Don't tell us. Show us. And right now, he's showing us nothing. He threw in three interceptions last week, and they lost to the Detroit Lions. Kevin, they lost to the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff. Defense <laughs> in the league, and Jared Goffle. I can't believe that. And now they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. I have the line at four, minus four and a half for the Cowboys, which I'm all over because the Green Bay defense is trash. Uh, Dallas can travel. So even if it's cold up there or snowing, they're going to be able to run the ball and they can play defense. And the Green Bay offense won't be able to do anything. Take the Cowboys minus four and a half. Take them minus five and a half. Take them minus seven if you got to. But take the Dallas Cowboys. What's next? All right, let's go to your game of the week. Uh, Chargers at the Santa Clara 49ers. 49ers are minus seven and a half. (laughs) Okay, so now we got the Niners coming off a bye week. Debo Samuel was out. He might be back this week. And we're going to finally see Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kittle, Jimmy G out there trying not to mess it up. And that defense that plays lights out. We just lost Jason Barrett, though, a cornerback for the rest of the season. So that's going to have us a little compromised. But the problem with the Chargers is that, yeah, they got Justin Herbert, but the rest of their receivers are always hurt. And even when they play, they're slower than molasses, right? So he doesn't have Mike Williams. I don't know if he's going to have Keaton Allen, but he will have uh, the little running back dude who he throws the ball to. Austin Eckler throws the ball to. They run the ball with him, but they don't get no big plays off of that. And this defense thrives off of just letting you dink and duck down the middle, but you're not going to get into the end zone on them. I like the seven and a half, man. I think I like the seven and a half. Take the seven and a half and the 49ers because I think that offense is just too good. And the Chargers don't have the other Bosa brother playing either. So they're not going to get a pass rush. And Jimmy G can sit back there. And the only way they lose this game and don't score points is if Jimmy G just decides to be God awful. And I hope that he won't do that. So I'm taking the Niners minus seven and a half. Yo, that's been Reggie's picks. Hope y'all make some money. And if you do, go ahead and give me some. Remember, rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. Find us wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the show, engineering, producing. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.